A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello. Babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. My name is Emily. My name is Lisa. And I just realized I don't know where my phone is and I'm worried it's going to go off while we're recording, but that's fine. No. Oh, wait, it's right here and it's on silent. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I'm a mess right now. Oh, God. I've had one of those months where um, (laughs) I just cannot keep my space clean. Mm, yeah, you me know, too. Mo- um, you mean, <laughs> months. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, where it's just like, oh, there's just a quite a bit of junk around me right now, and I should do something about it. And my office is like the place that's hardest to keep clean because I always have yeah. like projects going on that I'm in the middle of that I'm like I can't clean till I'm done with this project, even though this project's going to take me like two months. Um. And then I just right. have, like, boxes lying around. And I have, like, stuff that I, like, kind of want to put on eBay, but I'm probably never going to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, I have a weighted blanket that I don't know where it should go because we don't have a place for, like, extra blankets and stuff it in our house. should go on your body at all times. <laughs> I just, we got one for our bed that's, like, mm. king size now. And so this one lives in the office, but I don't keep it on the bed. And it's just, like... Do you use it? Anyway. Um, no, but like guests use it. Oh, that's nice to have a guest weighted blanket. Yeah. Um, it used to be mine and now it's for guests. When, but, you're, when um, your guests start getting anxious, you just like throw this on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's like uh, a hard thing to put away because it's so heavy. Yeah. I have to really have a good plan for where it's going. Maybe you could get like a really nice like basket or chest. (laughs) I just don't have the I don't have any floor space. Oh, okay. That's the issue. I just I need to figure out. And then it's like becomes a thing where it's like, well, I guess I need to just like rearrange all my storage in order to figure out where it goes. And then it just spirals. Do you think it also your office is harder to keep clean because um, you don't have like Adam going in there? Um. Yes, partly. Yes. Yeah. It, no, that's yeah. true. Because sometimes I'm like, ooh, the living room's getting to a state where we're both like, going to be a little frustrated by how yeah. how many piles there are. So then I tidy it up to be like, look, I did it. I did a thing. Mm-hmm. I earned points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to spend later by being mm-hmm. a bitch. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then I'll be like, remember, I tidied. Um, but yeah, my office is just for me. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's my true self. Just It's a lot harder to Yeah, and Ad- Adam's office has his own piles of things. <laughs> that I don't mess with. Yeah. I so. definitely think I also my office is the place where it's like if I've left something out in the like in the kitchen or in the like entryway or anything, you know, just if I've left something out that I don't want to deal with that I can tell Peter's like what is this still doing here? Yeah. I'll just like shuttle it into my office and then I just don't have I still don't have a plan for it yeah don't worry about it don't worry I have like my office is just like like piled on the floor or just my hobbies that I don't pay enough attention to so I've got like roller skates stacked in one corner and then on top of that is all my like nail art stuff Uh uh-huh uh and then I got my like oil painting supplies that I keep meaning to break out again and then oh yeah it's like a basket of yarn it's just (laughs) it's just it never ends oh my god um we should talk about the Emmys. We should. I went to the Emmys. I'm so excited about your Emmys night. I'm so excited about your outfit that we have to talk about. <laughs> I will be a oh, little yeah. jealous throughout this conversation because I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, I think, be able to effectively temper your jealousy a bit. Okay. By mentioning that in the morning of the Emmys and then during the ceremony... <laughs> I had very bad diarrhea. <laughs> but that happens to me like almost any time I have to go to a special event. That's just, to me, that's part of the glamour. 
<laughs> um, oh, God. It was some of the worst I've ever had in a, in a long time. Oh, I hate um, that. That feeling is terrible. Yeah. We just, did just you have, like, like, the shit shivers and cramps and... Yeah, I just had I had really bad cramps, but then I also I just like couldn't leave the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Um. So that was really bad. And also, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm not going to go into too much detail for listeners who don't want to hear it. But you know, and it, it feels an like impediment. your butt's barfing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know what makes a popping sound? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when you're sliding into first and you feel something burst. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is Rob eating right now? <laughs> He's just snacking. Just years of producing our podcast have made him immune to any sort of body horror. <laughs> um. Definitely depends on the situation. Like, some of it gets me for sure. <laughs> Let's just, like, our goal this episode is to try to get Rob to get so grossed out he has to stop eating. No, yeah. I, honestly, diarrhea feels kind of aspirational to me because I've been doing, like, a low-carb diet and just nothing oh. is coming out. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just wishing I had some, like, anxiety diarrhea coming through me. Mm. <laughs> um, so if you missed it, my Emmy's look was I wore well I got like a custom outfit design that was sort of like a tailored like men's jacket dress kind of sleeveless with like a blouse underneath um and matching gloves I was really into it but then I also wore a <laughs> kick me sign a like a a rhinestone kick me sign on my back and a piece of couture fake toilet paper on my shoe <laughs> Um, <laughs> it had so much going on. It, it had so, so much going on. So many layers and layers of yes. Um, and it was. I was so happy with how it came out. It was like the very kind of first thought idea I had for what to do this year, and it just nothing, nothing came along that p- called to me more than doing this. And um, I worked with this designer um, named Brandon Gray, and uh, his company's called Grayscale. They did a great job, um, and he made this toilet paper that just looked so fucking perfect. It looked yeah. so real. Like, people did not know that it wasn't a real piece of toilet paper, but it was made out of just the perfect fabric, and he even, like, <laughs> stitched in the little perforation for where the squares would separate, and um, it, con- it like, hooked on to my boot with, like, a rubber band, basically, and um, it just looked fucking perfect. It was great. Um, Were people trying to tell you all night that you had toilet paper stuck to your shoe? So I could take it off. I took it off, like, as soon as I was done with the red carpet. Oh, I great. knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. I did have a backup piece in case that happened and someone like, stepped <laughs> on it and ruined it. But um, yeah. thankfully, I didn't need it. Um, but it was uh, one of those things where I realized, like, they weren't going to let Peter go through the step and repeat with me, which because I knew that from the past. Actually, once I was there, I was like, they might have let him. But I also, I was like, he's wearing a wool suit. I'll let him go inside and hang out in the air conditioning while I do my dumb attention-seeking behavior. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But I realized that I needed help getting the kick me sign on my back. And so I had to just like, I tried texting a bunch of people who I knew were going to be there to try and like coordinate to get someone to help me in line for the step and repeat. Um, And eventually, like... Uh, Brittany Nichols, who's been on the show before, um, she was nominated for Abbott Elementary and she was going to be there. And so we like ended up arriving at the exact same time and we were walking in together. And then she got shuttled off into a different area of the red carpet by mistake. No. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, God. And then I ended up in line and I saw in a I will say. I consider her a friend. She probably considers me an acquaintance. Um, <laughs> um, it's like one of those people where I'm like, I know I think I'm cooler than you think I am. Um, a writer that I know from doing the WGA showrunner training program. She's a drama writer. She was mm-hmm. nominated for um, Inventing Anna, I think. She was in line and... Um, I was like, I'm so glad to see you. I need help. <laughs> and she was like, uh, okay. Like, this is like <laughs> someone who I'm like, oh, I have to start from scratch and explain my entire history with like red carpet stunts to her and like <laughs> all of this. And she was like, well, my brother's here. He can help you. Because <laughs> she had brought her brother as her as her date because like uh, 
I guess she had um like drawn straws with her siblings to see who got to go. Oh, cute. Um, and he was really excited to have something to do because <laughs> he's like not in the industry. But um, <laughs> yeah, he helped me and he was excited. He was happy to do it. Uh, it all worked out. I got very lucky. And then um, we went to the ceremony. I got diarrhea. I missed a couple of the really big moments. Uh. I, I did not miss Tom Wamsgans winning. Ugh. I was happy, happy to be there for that. God. That was great. How close did you get to him? Dude, I was nowhere near him. You didn't, we were like you didn't get to the... diarrhea on Matthew McFadden? <laughs> <laughs> the best laid plans uh. of mice and men. No, uh, I did not. But um, so I did. I was like, I almost gave him a standing ovation uh, <laughs> when he won, even though I was like, this is not the time for a standing ovation here. <laughs> he deserves it. Um, he deserves it. I was really happy about that win. There were yeah. some wins I was very happy about it. Some wins I was like, whatever about. And you'll um, name all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Your list of top five undeserved wins. Go. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we ended up making a kind of early night of it because I didn't feel good. We went to the first yeah. after party and ate some snacks and stuff. And then I was like, I don't think I want to go to Beverly Hills and then come home because, like, the awards were downtown and the HBO after party was in Beverly Hills. And in retrospect, I'm glad that we didn't because I know a bunch of people who got <laughs> COVID. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. God damn. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you for rallying and going on a diarrhea day. Thank you very much. Really well, I took some you. Imodium. I took some Imodium in the morning and I was like, I'm cured. And then like halfway through the ceremony, I was like, oh, no, I'm not cured. <laughs> imodium is pretty good. It works pretty dang well. Also like a big old yeah. ibuprofen sometimes. I should have I should have bought more. I, I took my last Imodium in the morning and I should have gotten more on the day, but it was just so hectic. I always carry some with me. Always. That's smart. That's smart. It's you just, just never know and it'll hit. You never know. Oh, my God. Um, what did you I will eat? Say, Do you know what, what it was? I have no idea. I'm worried that it was some, and I had cooked the night before, and I have not been cooking that much lately. And I felt, but Peter didn't get sick, and he ate my cooking, and so mm. I'm like, I don't know what it was, but um, it happens didn't to agree me, me like like at least once or twice a month, and it's always like hormonal, like it's just it's irrelevant what I ate. So you know what's weird is like I have sort of low level diarrhea most of the time, yeah. but it's <laughs> it doesn't usually impede my life like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can will, never go in a public pool. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have one one Emmy's anecdote to tell you, and then we can move on. I'm excited this was, for it. And this was one of those things where I saw it early in the night, and then for the rest of the evening, whenever I ran into someone and I was chatting and there was a lull in the conversation, I would just tell them this anecdote. <laughs> it was my, like— I love this. My, my, it was my Emmy's story of the night, which was that— as I was walking into the theater, I passed someone who was, like, asking Laura Linney, Laura Linney to take a picture with him. And as they're, like, getting in position, he goes, I think we have a friend in common, by the way. And she goes, oh, who? And he says, Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> and I told that story to my dad, and he laughed, and then he was like, why is that funny? It's so funny. I don't know why. And to me, okay, and I don't want to dissect it too much. No. I think it's funny because it's so obnoxious and name droppy. Yeah, but it's also like two of the most random people. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes sense that they'd be friends, but also why? Like I don't <laughs> Yeah, like were they in something together? I don't know. And I couldn't also, tell you. it's just a really I'm like, it's a really funny move to say, like, oh, I think we have a friend in common extremely famous person yeah <laughs> uh, i want to start doing that with people it's like a great icebreaker i think we have a friend in common tom cruise yeah <laughs> you're friends with him right right we're all tom cruise's friend I think. yeah oh, um i love that so it was exciting and now i have no idea when i'm gonna go to the emmys ever again yeah i feel i think that's my one regret is that i'm like i kind of wish i had felt better so that we could have like made more of a night of it because who knows when it's going to happen again like i didn't get to meet zendaya i wanted to meet zendaya and tell her about how her dad was my gym teacher but oh um, yeah it didn't happen you're like we have a friend in common your dad (laughs) your dad (laughs) (laughs) 
also just a good one to use with anyone. I think we have a friend in common, your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm pretty good. I I went to beautiful San Diego last week for a few days. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I was staying in one of my least favorite places in the world, which is downtown San Diego. I'm sorry if you... (laughs) If you love the gas lamp, but I, it's hard to imagine anyone defending it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Ooh. not, a, I'm not a big fan of San Diego. It's a very, um, that area of it is very fratty and bachelor party, and it's very hard to find good food there. And it's just like, um, yeah, yeah. But Adam was doing a bunch of shows at the Laugh Factory, and so we stayed there. And we stayed at like the free comedy condo provided by the Laugh Factory. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Which is, is that a nice one? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was like, it was a little dirty. But yeah, there was, you know, it was like, oh, there's like, yeah, I won't go into detail. But yeah, it could have used a vacuum. Um, but they did, <laughs> they did have a uh, Disney Plus. So I spent a lot of time watching that because oh, nice. I don't have that at home. Um, and I have an endorse horse. Oh, it's time for Endorse Horse. Let's play the music. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset, now here's something we endorse. Uh, I really, really, I don't usually like Marvel stuff, but I watched all of, um, She-Hulk, all the episodes that have aired so far, and I love it! It's so funny, it's so charming, Tatiana Tatiana Maslany is so great, um, and the casting is all just really good, and it's just super clever, um, which of course it is, because Jessica Gao made it and and wrote it. Yeah, and she's the best. She's the best. Um, and it's just a hoot, I loved it. That's great. Yeah. And I hope they get more seasons, and I hope they get an even bigger CGI budget. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah, glad really that they, fun. when they were, like, interviewed about that, they brought up the, like, conditions that yeah. visual effects people are working under because it's a big problem right now. Oh, my now. God, I know. I can't even imagine. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, they did, like, surprisingly... They did really well with all the constrictions that you'd have to work under to make Marvel stuff. Like, it, I... Yeah, I really loved it. Me and Adam both really enjoyed it. So now we're going to get Disney Plus so we can keep watching it. (laughs) Great. You should get Disney Plus. I'm... You do whatever you want. Um, I'm going to get but it. Disney I, also, Plus is fun. I also watched Lady and the Tramp, um, which I used to watch like every day as a child. And uh, so I was like, oh, rewatch this. And oh, my God, it made me cry so many times. <laughs> oh, man. And it's really upsetting. I wonder how I, I bet I would feel differently about it now that I have a dog. Yeah. And it's just like very emotional and like, um, yeah, there's a, some racist parts, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Real. I remember that part for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have an endorse horse. Um, mm. I'm really enjoying the Apple TV show Bad Sisters. Ooh, what's <laughs> that? kind of like... It's like one of those Apple TV shows where you're sort of like, I can tell that this is like a little bit bad, but mostly enjoyable. You know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> like, I think it's a good show, but I also under- recognize that there are things that they do where I'm like, oh, they're bringing in people who are stupider. Like th- there's a- they're including things for people who are stupider than me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, there will be moments where like a character will like be alone in a room and like something will give them an idea and they'll say out loud, I have an idea, you know, like (laughs) instead of, and and then just like in the next scene, they're explaining the idea anyway. And it's like, you really, really didn't need to have them say it out loud. Yeah. Um, But you did for people watching it who are just not going to (laughs) be with Mm -hmm. it enough. Um, And I feel like Apple TV, I mean, like with like the morning show and stuff, like there's just some shows where it's like, they all look really good, but there's just that little thing where they just don't trust the audience enough. Yeah. Um, But that being said, 
Sharon Horgan. Um, I love her. Created it and stars in it, and it's an adaptation of, I guess, a Dutch a Dutch TV show. And it's such a simple premise, which is just like there are these five sisters, and four of them start to conspire to murder the husband of the fifth one because he's an abusive sociopath. Mm. And you're just you know in the pilot that he dies, you don't know how. Mm-hmm. And you just spend the rest of the episodes watching them try to kill him. And it's just, you're so rooting for this guy to die. It's really <laughs> fun in that way. Like, they made him so arch, but in a way where it's like, the actor is really good. So it kind of, he sells it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. Fun. And it's got a really good theme song. Ooh, I love a good theme song. Yeah. Um. So that's my endorse horse. Bad Sisters on Apple TV. Do you like watching scary stuff I forget? No. Every, well, now that Halloween is coming soon, every year I'm like, maybe I should get into watching scary stuff. And then I I watch a bunch of trailers (laughs) and I I get too scared by the trailers and then I don't. But I was like, me and Adam are both thinking about going to see uh, Barbarian. Oh, yeah, like, that's really good. Yeah, everyone keeps saying it's good and it's fun, but it's also really scary. And I'm just like, like, should I try? Yeah. Should I just suck it up and try and get on the fucking roller coaster? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I mean, that's. Yeah, I think it's like I just need to talk to someone who's seen it who also doesn't like scary things. Yeah. And just be like, how does it compare to Get Out, which I was able to watch and, you know. Yeah. And I nope was afraid was okay. to watch Get Out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Nope was okay. It wasn't it wasn't too scary. Oh, I still haven't seen Nope. Okay. I liked it. Yeah, I saw it in the That's theater. I, I did go with a friend who had seen it before. Um, hi, Ryan. Um, <laughs> so he would, like, warn me every time something scary was about to happen, <laughs> which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. Um, That's good. Yeah, maybe I'm ready for a step up. I don't know. Yeah. It is my it is like my favorite time of year though. Like I can feel the even though it's still hot, I can feel the the fall in the air and I'm like, hell the yeah. The season's changing. Fuck yeah. yeah. Just starting to see more skeletons about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our neighbors like have already gone full full out on their Halloween decorations. They have like a whole setup with like skeletons and like a witch in the window and like lights and it's nice. I love it so much. I just realized I'm not really going to be able to do any Halloween decorations right now because of all of the construction going on at our house. I never do do Halloween decorations. I just want everyone else to do them and then I can enjoy them. (laughs) I think it is a very like loving thing to do for the neighborhood to decorate your house. I mean, the only reason I do it is so that kids will know that we're giving away candy for Halloween. Yeah. I don't want but, that. I don't want kids to come get hall- candy from me because I want to, like, be free to go out and about and not worry about, you yeah. know, posting up. And I want to go get the candy. I don't want to deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say another thing, too, is that um, I've been doing Duolingo. I think I might have told the story on the podcast. I was trying to figure out when this happened that I, like, had to, um, I realized I had been, like, texting my neighbor in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like, I had been texting her in Spanish, but then I realized I was actually texting her daughter, who's fully bilingual. (laughs) And, um, did I tell the story or no? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that made me want to, like, be like, because they were like, oh, but your Spanish is really good. And I did not own up to the fact that I've been using Google Translate. And it made me want to make the lie true. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. So I've been sticking with it. I just wanted to talk about that because I'm proud of myself. That's like, I'm proud of you, too. That's kind of why you. I started taking uh, online Spanish lessons, because um, we had to translate a bunch of stuff into Spanish for this season of Tuca and Birdie. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I know Spanish. I can do this. And I was like, wait, no, I don't. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I should because, like, my mom is from Argentina and I have a lot of relatives who are living there. And like, but I don't I'm not fluent and I suck yeah. at it. So I should get better at it. And that takes so work. what what. What's the deal with the classes? Like, how how are they going? 
they're okay. They're like pretty boring, um, but it's once a week and I have homework and stuff. And it's just like a group class. Um, for a while, it was just me and Adam in the class. And I loved that because then I got a lot of like personal attention. But now it's a big, yeah. like, bigger group and Adam dropped out of it. Um, cause he, was, <laughs> well, he was like, he was touring and stuff. So he just like couldn't do it. Um, yeah. And now it's a bigger group, which I don't like because I don't get as much attention. I don't feel as special. But uh, right. <laughs> But it's it's good because we're like really starting from the basics and kind of filling in the gaps of my knowledge and the grammar and stuff like just things. Okay. which I think Duolingo, I'm doing Duolingo, too, um, which is helping me a lot with vocabulary. But it's a little, you know, I don't read all the tips and stuff. That's the thing. So I'm not I'm not learning like here's the rules for how to use this. Right. I'm like, I, you, it'll still give you points even if you use the, uh, accents wrong. Totally. Yeah. And so it's like, I know I'm missing out on some stuff. Yeah. Like I want to know. it's still in present tense for me. And I'm like, okay, well I know present tense, but. Yeah. Like the verb conjugations and like the garums and stuff like that. It's nice to know what that actually is. Um, did you, has your, has your Duolingo switched over to the new version yet? Where it's, Uh, where it's linear? Where it's just like you have you can't you can't go to like um you know you can't be like oh I'm gonna do stories now or I'm gonna do this now it's just like it's just a line. Yes, I think that yeah yeah did it not used to be like that? It did not used to be, and I was pretty mad that it switched and I couldn't switch back. Oh, but now I'm just like getting used to it. Yeah, but it, um, it fucked up my shit because now I like don't know where I am in it. You know, it's like oh, but I it skipped over a bunch of stuff for me, so I don't know. It's frustrating. Oh jeez. Um, well, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but I do, I do, I get to the exercises where they make you say something, mm-hmm. where it's like most of it's written, most of it's reading, you know, and it's like, but then every so often they'll make you say something. And every time that happens, I'm like, oh my God, my accent is dog shit. I can tell <laughs> it's dog shit. I know what it's supposed to sound like, and I'm not making that sound with my mouth. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of the hardest things, I think. Um, but I used to be better at it. With also, it's like, I feel like I'm doing well at Duolingo. I've been doing it for like 100 and whatever days in a row. You know, I've gotten pretty far. But then like, if I'm suddenly in a situation where I could speak Spanish, I don't, I can't think of a fucking thing. Like I. You're right. Like, con- yes, you blank. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that's hard. I want to be better, though. I want to be better. I want to, I want to just be really good at it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to to communicate with um the man who like comes to to clean the horse stalls and like feeds uh the horses. Uh I was able to like explain to him that my horse's throat is broken. <laughs> I was like, la garganta, la garganta de ella está rota. Um, <laughs> porque ella come todo. Like I was like I was trying to explain her like health issues and and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She eats everything. She's a monster. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but she's really pretty. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I have to say in Spanish about Alan, too, when I'm walking him and people are, like, asking about the bag. And I can tell that they don't speak, you know, that they speak Spanish. Uh, I'll be yeah. like, el, el come demasiado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very useful. And then they say something back to me that I don't understand. And then I nod. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then you just go, lo, right. lo siento, lo siento, and then you run away. <clears throat> um, that concludes <laughs> Indoors Horse. <laughs> <laughs> we don't I, conclude Indoors Horse. The, the, the horse just wanders away. I think we endorsed Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we endorsed doing voluntary homework as an adult. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um all right uh we should do chunch chat yeah all right we'll be right back with chunch chat our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony band chunch chunch when the clock strikes noon we could have a picnic lunch fine wine full moon and we're chatting about chunch and chunch oh my god you guys this is a big one <gasps> this is huge martha she posted chunch, a palpable chunch on her Instagram. A palpable chunch. <laughs> so f- first she posted on Instagram uh, her horses grooming each other. Ren- Renz, Renz and Bond enjoying licking cool rain off each other's rumps. So beautiful. And they're just like grooming each other in a field. And some horse people were like, what does she mean licking each other's rumps? They're just like grooming each other. That is such a weird way to put that. <laughs> She's bonkers. Um, and then she posted a follow up. 
Now, Ban Chunch, the fell pony, and Bond are at it. I blame the lovely rain. And it's so cute because Bond is so tall and Chunch is so short and they're grooming each other. And and Bond is biting Chunch's butt and it's adorable. It's a great picture. I love it. They're in the pouring rain and everyone in the world tagged me and I felt (laughs) felt like it was my birthday and Christmas put together. Yeah. Um, It was really, really exciting. Very exciting day. That's great. So go go look at that on your Instagram and enjoy it. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yeah, let's leave it there. You know, I, I had this article about like Trump pay, trying to pay off a lawyer with a horse. But I'm like, I don't want to clutter up like this wonderful Chunch update with a Trump thing. With a so, Trump thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe I'll do it later. All right. That concludes <laughs> Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with one on fun. <laughs> Oh shit. Oh fucking shit. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I feel like I had a question recently that I just don't cannot remember it now. Oh, okay. And I I've asked this before. Have I asked this before? If you were going to be on Jeopardy, what would be your anecdote that you tell Alex Trebek or Ken Jennings or whoever's hosting? Oh, my God. I always get. Do you get bored during that part or do you like it? I'm always like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm always on the edge of my seat to see if they have an actually interesting story or the most boring story you've ever heard in your life. It's almost always. It's so so boring. (laughs) It's always something that is so boring. But you can tell that it's their best story. Yeah. Um, or I also like watching when there's like a super champ and they're just running out of shit to say. Yeah, I love that. And the best is when it's like they get to a really interesting story on day 10 and you're like, why did you save this for day 10? Yeah. <laughs> what would I tell? I mean, so many interesting things to pick up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably like find a way to talk about horses, I guess, because that's just my thing. Like, I just, yeah. Every time I go to a party, I'm like, I'm not going to talk about horses. And then I do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would just be like them being like, so Lisa it says here you have a horse. What's that like? <laughs> it's like yeah. It's not even that tell, special. Tell, me about, tell us about your horse. That's my Ken and Jennings impression. Yesterday, I went to a birthday party. And at one point, someone was like, Lisa, I just met someone else at this bar. She's not here for the birthday party. But her name is Lisa. And she has a horse. Do you want to meet her? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she, <laughs> and, and she came over and was like, hey, my name's Lisa. And I have a horse. And then we talked for like 20 minutes. Like, Oh, my God. This That's the best. This keeps happening. Where I'm like, yeah, if you have a horse, I definitely have things to talk to you about. No matter <laughs> what else we have in common. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's you ask me a question. Now I do. Um, okay. Who was someone you saw at the Emmys who you thought looked really hot? And who, what's an outfit you saw at the Emmys that you thought was really good? Not your own. Mm, <laughs> Hard to great. match up to your own, but great questions. Um, I thought that. Um, I thought Jamie Lee looked so hot. Yeah, she always looks hot. Jamie Lee looked so hot. Always looks so stunning. Her dress was just like perfectly f- tailored to her. Yeah. Like she always looks so hot. She was just like, just like immaculate, like everything. Yeah, it's perfectly yeah. tailored. Hair looks good. Makeup good. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> Who's that? That was my speaker that my shower speaker that is currently plugged in and charging all of a sudden said to me, critical battery, please charge. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was my voice. It sounded like me. <laughs> I'm going to like I, I don't know what to do about that. It shouldn't do that. <laughs> Should I unplug it? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, yeah. If it happens again, you guys know that that's what that's what's happening. I don't have a person locked in here. <laughs> um has been like please critical help. battery, please charge. <laughs> um and then okay, someone whose outfit I thought was like really cool or wait, what was the question? Yeah, yeah, like what was a really good outfit you saw? really good outfit that i saw um 
Nicole Byer had a great outfit on. Oh, yeah, always. Um, it was like kind of like a two-piece sort of like two different shades of blue, mm-hmm. really nice fabric. Um, I thought Lizzo's dress was great, too. Ooh, yeah. Um, and who else had a really cool outfit? Um, I liked Laura Linney's dress, too. <laughs> oh, it Liam Neeson's really, friend? <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, Liam Neeson's friend Laura Linney had a nice dress that I thought was interesting. Um, and I'm trying to think who else, like, I mean, there were a lot of really cool outfits there. Uh, it's all... It's all kind of a blur. It's a blur. Yeah. Cool. Um, Good answers. Yeah. And I will say it's like, it's not a binary, like, you either looked hot or looked cool. Like, all of the oh. people with cool outfits also looked hot. Like, yeah. everyone looked hot. For sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I guess that's it. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to remember someone's outfit that I'm going to be mad that I forgot about during this conversation. Yeah. You know, I just know that that is going to happen. That's one of um, the curses of one on fun. Yeah. Harvey Guillen had a great outfit. He always has great red carpet outfits. I don't know oh, if yeah. you saw his. No. Just like this very wide leg pant. Um, oh, that's fun. It, yeah. He's he was, you know, with what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the actors and he always does these very, dr- very dramatic looks. Um, so cute. And that was. Yeah. Um. All right. That concludes One on Fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. Oh my gosh, hi. I'm Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture trivia podcast, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play games like motivational speeches. It goes a little like this. Riley, give us an improvised motivational speech on why people should listen and subscribe to troubled waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period welcome to wiki Wiki of the the week. week This week's Wikipedia page was, I guess, submitted by Peter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he told me about this and because like, he read an article about it. There was an article in the New York Times recently about it. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. And then I found the, the Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. It uh, is such a weird thing. It's the Wikipedia page for baseball rubbing mud. What is that? <laughs> what? is that (laughs) baseball rubbing mud is mud used to treat balls in the sport of baseball to give pitchers better control and a firmer grip on the balls you'd think that mud would make the balls less easy to grip because mud is notoriously (laughs) slippery but this is a special mud it's a special kind of mud, and they let it dry, mm-hmm. I, is, I think, the main thing that keeps it from being very slippery. <laughs> History. Before the use of the special rubbing mud, baseballs were rubbed in a mixture of water and infield soil, but this method usually discolored the ball's leather surface. Other alternatives at the time were tobacco juice, ew, <laughs> shoe polish, and soil from under-stadium bleachers, ew. They were able yeah. to successfully take off the sheen from baseballs, but at the same time, they also damaged and scratched the ball's leather. 
while Lena Blackburn was a third-base coach for the Philadelphia Athletics, now based in Oakland, California, an umpire complained to him about the method used at the time, prompting Blackburn in 1938 to set out in search of better mud to use to rub against baseballs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm searching for a better mud. That is my current quest. (laughs) (laughs) Later that decade, Blackburn discovered the rubbing mud's location, said to be near Palmyra, New Jersey, and founded the company that he used to sell it. According to the company, the entire American League used the mud soon after its discovery, and by the 1950s, it was in use by every major league team, along with some minor league and college teams. So this guy found the best mud, and then every baseball team bought mud from him. It's just so, it's so weird to me. Okay. How did they, how did they buy mud? Like, how did did it come? Like in a Tupperware? Like He would sell it by the bucket. Yeah. So when advancing age, and this is, they still do this, by the way, all, all baseballs are still rubbed with this mud. What the hell? It's the same mud. So when advancing age prevented Blackburn from harvesting the mud, he left the company to a friend, John Haas. Blackburn died in 1968. According to the company, Haas had accompanied Blackburn during his searches for an appropriate mud. Haas later left the company to his son-in-law, Burns Bintliff, which definitely <laughs> sounds like a fake fucking name, yeah. who in turn selected one of his nine children, current owner Jim, to carry on the business. Nine children. <laughs> wow. Jim Bintliff told CNN in 2009 that the company only brought in about $20,000 per year. At the time, he worked full-time as a printing press operator. Wow. This is just a side gig. Yeah. It's mud harvesting. Uh-huh. Usage. The mud originates from the New Jersey side of the Delaware River. The mud is cleaned and screened before sale. Each year, Jim Bintliff visits the mud source and returns with 1,000 pounds of it to store over the winter and sells it the following baseball season. Bintliff told <laughs> CNN, If anybody happens to catch me in the act of harvesting mud, I come up with a story to give them a reason I'm putting mud in a bucket. I've told people I use it in my garden. I use it for my rose bushes. I use it for bee stings and poison ivy and any kind of story. Wouldn't people know at this point what he's using it for? I mean, I just like, we didn't know. Yeah, that's true. You know, like it just, it's just not something that people talk about that much. That's true. And he doesn't want to tell them. And this guy isn't like super famous. Although now that there's a photo of of him in the New York Times, it's like, yeah, maybe they'll notice him now. Can other people go harvest this mud or is it like... I mean, I mean, he's not even supposed to harvest this mud. Yeah. And he hasn't. And like, it's a secret where he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, before all major and minor league baseball games, an umpire or clubhouse attendant rubs six dozen or more balls with the mud to give them a rougher surface to make them easier for pitchers to grip and to comply with MLB rule 4.01C, which states that all baseballs shall be, quote, Properly rubbed so that the gloss is removed. The rubbing mud's unique feature is that it is very fine, like thick chocolate pudding, and it has been considered, quote, the perfect baseball rubbing mud. Why do the balls come glossy if that's something that needs to be changed? Like, why aren't the balls manufactured with like a... With, with like a little a- bit of roughness on them. It's That's a good question because it's like they're they're made with leather, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, why don't they texture them? Why, yeah, why don't the, why doesn't the baseball manufacturer buy this mud directly? And maybe it is that it's like a thing where it's like a lot of stuff has to be, like a lot of equipment has to be like chalked right before you use it. I do kind of love that. I love how like ballerina shoes have to be like bent and broken and stuff before you, like, I don't, it's so weird. It's like they're, why, why are they not made like that? Who knows? Yeah. And like riding boots, you want to like oil them up and seal them in a plastic bag for a few days to let the oil seek it, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) It's just, I love that, like customizing your equipment to make it better. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I get it. Um, it's cool. But, um, it is weird that, um, they can't just do it ahead of time. I There's something to do with, like, the humidity or something. Um, a- according to the New York Times article, the instructions for how to mud a baseball 
say, all baseballs projected to be used in a specific game must be mudded within three hours of all other baseballs being used in that game and must be mudded on the same day that they are going to be used. Baseballs should not be out of the humidor for more than two hours at any point prior to first pitch. Rubbing mud should be applied to each baseball for at least 30 seconds, ensuring that mud is rubbed thoroughly and consistently into the entire leather surface of the ball. Wow, this article has some really great pictures. Uh, yeah. It's very fun. And it just came out in July. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love this picture of him just like slopping mud into a bucket in the middle of the river. <laughs> <laughs> you said you went to a baseball game while you were in San Diego. Yeah. we. Um, the one thing, good thing about the gas lamp is we can just walk into Petco Park. So we went to see the Dodgers uh, kick the Padres' ass. <laughs> oh, nice. I thought the Padres kicked the Dodgers' ass and it sucked. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was fun. I uh, Sometimes I get bored at baseball games. We did leave before the very end because um, it was, you know, got a little hot. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun to go to a game. You can kind of like, especially with baseball, you don't have to like pay super close attention and your mind can kind of wander and like. Right. You're just kind of like sitting around for a while and. Yeah. Just vibing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's it's chill. It's chill. Maybe I like yeah. going to sports games now. I also went to an LAFC game recently because Adam has season tickets, so I went with him, um, and it was really fun. Oh, yeah? Um, except the guy next to me was, like, he was, like, trying to neg me, like... <laughs> Like, I, you know, I shout out stupid stuff while we're, I'm watching because I get excited. Right, that's so, the point. Yeah. So at one point I was like, I was like, oh, get it in, get it in because they were getting close to the goal. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's at like, one point. Fuck you, dude. I know. Yeah, I know. I, that's like, why I'm shouting it, asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, I was doodling during the game a little bit because I was like drawing the players. Um, And then at one point Adam left to go to the bathroom and the guy leaned over and he was like, so I take it this isn't your thing. And I was so baffled. I, it took me a while. And I was just like, no, I like it. What? And he was like, oh, because, you know, you're drawing during the game. And I was like, yeah, oh I draw God. during everything. And oh then I just I, then I just turned away from him <laughs> so that he would stop talking to me. Ugh. <laughs> I hate this man. I hated him so much. I hate this man so much. He was like such a gatekeeper. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. I'm just trying to Not have a into good it. time. Yeah. Oh, that just that sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm supposed to just like be p- paying full attention the whole time, or else I don't deserve to be there, or something. I don't know. I think he was. Just, I don't know what his problem was. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. Sports are Ooh. for everybody. Sports are for everybody. Ugh, why am I saying that? I don't care. <laughs> But I mean, I I do. It's you shouldn't be a jerk to people at sports games. Yeah. Um. Does that conclude wiki of the week? Yeah. That concludes wiki of the week. It's time now for what did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? Hmm. Hmm. Well, Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned that. Every baseball is rubbed with the same mud. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, which means that if you catch, like, a fly ball or a foul at a, at a game, you, you are bringing home some very special mud. Special mud from Delaware, from the New Jersey side of the Delaware River. Yeah. Um, that was a... I didn't realize how many fly balls there are at baseball games. I was like, does, oh, this, yeah. does this always happen? Because they were just flying constantly. And I was kind of... That happens so much at the game I was at. And yeah. I don't think it's totally normal. I was worried. I was like, I don't want to get hit in the head by one of these things. Yeah. I really thought I was going to die when yeah. I was at the Dodger game. <laughs> we were sitting really close and it was, there was a net in front of us, but they just kept coming. Yeah. Maybe I should wear like a, like a helmet next time. A helmet. Yeah. And goggles. <laughs> And a mask. Because that's that's the perils of not paying attention. Yeah. It's like, I'm worried. because I And I will not pay attention for the whole thing. But I am worried that the ball will come and hit me in the head. Is there something like when you buy like a ticket to a game, you're releasing your right to like... You're like out of the splash zone. Or you're, Yeah, it's like if you get... I don't think there's anywhere in the stadium that is totally free from 
unless you're like directly behind home plate in the highest possible seats. Yeah. That seems like pretty unlikely that it'll end up over there. But like everywhere else seems like it's possible. If you had to be like a player on a baseball game field, which one would you be? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, outfield seems pretty safe. That's or where like I, third I, base. <laughs> that's where I always got put in the outfield during PE, and it made me kind of sad because they were just like, "Uh, we'll just stick you out there because you're like not good at this." And yeah, and then I mean, I, and that's why I would want to do that because I'm probably not good. I'm probably not good, but I'd want to be. I'd want to be the one who hits the ball, and I wanted to be really good at it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, if it's a dream, I'm a perfect, and I'm the pitcher, and I'm yeah, you're you know, like the, really good, the star pitcher, striking people yeah. out, yeah. But uh, let's be realistic here. I think I want to be the person who just gets to stand around in the outfield all day. Yeah, I would lie down and take a nap. <laughs> Did they do this thing at the game you were at where they just like are interviewing one of the outfielders during the game? No. Like, that happened while I was at the Dodger game where they just spent, like, half an hour interviewing one of the players while the game was going on. What the hell? And, yeah, and he just, like, every so often would have to, like, stop the interview to, like, run and do something. And then he would just come (laughs) back and keep talking to the guy. And it was just like, how the fuck is this going on? And also then it was like plays were happening and they were just, like, interviewing him instead of calling the game. Wow. It was very, very weird, I thought. (laughs) They didn't do that at our game. It it was on 9-11, so there was, like, kind of a solemn, like, sort of respectable tone to everything. There were a lot of, like, um, veterans there. That sounds less fun. Yeah. I'd rather go on, like, Halloween or something. (laughs) That would be great, actually. I wonder what they do. I'm so new to this. I'm I'm sure there's an answer that would be very easy to find. Adam would know. (laughs) He's always like, do you want me to explain any parts of baseball to you? Do you have any questions? (laughs) He's he's the opposite of that jerk I sat next to. He is the least gatekeepy person to go to any sports games with. He'll explain anything happily. Uh, That's very funny. Um, I do think... Oh, wait. I have to say what I learned, right? Oh, yeah. What'd you learn? Um, I learned that, um, Chunch is shorter than a lot of Martha's other horses. Yeah, Chunch is small. Not the smallest horse, because she also, well, although I haven't seen this horse in a while, she had a Shetland named Patrick Stewart, um, and haven't seen him in a while. Wait, no, was that the one named Patrick Stewart, or was it, ooh, because she also had one, or was it named Harrison Ford? Okay, I'm blanking. I've like, <laughs> I've lost it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen or heard about this Shetland in so long that I think maybe she doesn't have it anymore. Because mm. it's like, why wouldn't she post it? Like, she why po- wouldn't she post about it? But there can't we can't try and read a logic into what she posts and what she doesn't. It all just feels like an elaborate troll. Yeah, I know it does. It's like, and she has to notice when she posts Chunch and like a million people tag me in it. Like she knows. Yeah. She knows. She did me a solid that day. Oh, thank you, Martha. Thank you, Martha. Um, do we have, I, I found one sleep talking story to read. Okay. I don't know if we want to read any others. Um, uh, there are two from the same person. Um, both come from this person's then Boyfriend, Colin, who used to sleep talk all the time. He probably still does, but they are no longer together. Um, (laughs) Once he was in a deep sleep and I was quietly getting ready for bed and he shot straight up, pulled his retainer out of his mouth and said in the sweetest voice, here you go. (laughs) I think I thinking surely he was awake said, what do you want me to do with that? And he had a confused and heartbroken look on his face and quietly responded with, oh, I I thought you wanted to wear it. And he plopped back down and kept on sleeping. He did not remember this interaction at all the next morning. (laughs) The next one happened after he had spent all night catering a big birthday party for a locally famous business owner. He started giggling in his sleep and had a maniacal smirk on his face and said, the dessert cart. 
drug the whole thing. And he kept giggling throughout the night. (laughs) (laughs) I also, this isn't a sleep talking story, but I do feel like sharing it because I think it's very embarrassing for me is that the other night I had like a really stressful, scary dream that I was being chased by Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> and I just think that that's really pathetic. <laughs> pathetic isn't the word I would choose. <laughs> What's the word you would choose, I don't Lisa? know. Just like kind of random, maybe? <laughs> I mean, I guess the backstory here is that movie came out when I was like, seven or eight yeah and i, really I went to go it. see it for my birthday and i had already seen it and at my birthday party seeing aladdin i got so scared of jafar that i had to cry i started crying and i had to leave the theater <laughs> okay that's that's pathetic <laughs> that i think also makes the dream more pathetic yeah that's really <laughs> yeah. funny actually it's very that's very sweet some part of your brain still remembers being as, so scared remembers jafar as the scariest <laughs> <laughs> were you afraid of uh scar in the lion king um i think i was a tiny bit older i'm sure i was scared but maybe just like not quite as much yeah yeah, but I, I used to get very scared. I want to rewatch The Lion King. I was looking for it. Do they rotate them on Disney Plus? Like, which ones are available? Oh, is they not available right now? Like, is, is I, Lion King not available? No, not the original one. Like, I think the huh. the live action one was, and it's a that's dog shit. I'm sorry, the live action <laughs> because like I watched one clip of it. I was like, this is like they used the animated version as just a straight up storyboard for this. And then they just made like yeah, the scene. They just did it shot for shot, shot right? Shot for shot. I'm like, wh- this is artless. Yeah. I'm sorry to the there are artists who worked on it for sure, like rendering fur, but like ugh. It's it's fascinating that that excellent Beyonce album came out of something so artless. <laughs> yeah. Um did you have you seen the new Pinocchio? No. That I'm almost tempted to see because I've just heard it's so bad. Oh really? Is it uh wait, which one is it? Who made it? Or? It's like live action, Disney made it, and it's like Tom Hanks plays Geppetto and like it's, it's the same sort of deal. Um, but it's supposed to just be so bad for some reason. Oh, isn't there another Pinocchio thing coming out? Uh from um what's his name? Uh Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. He's been working on a Pinocchio thing forever, and I think it maybe yeah. finally come in together. But yeah, I don't know. Ugh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio is like a creepy one <laughs> altogether. Like even, it's a creepy one. That that cartoon scared the shit out of me. Like the don- really? Donkey Island stuff. Oh yeah, I'm, that was a very scary one. And it's a yeah. really messed up story. And just stuff like you shouldn't lie. Like just, ugh. it's extremely like all of those fairy tales. Like a lot of the Grimm's fairy tales had like weird moralistic sort of intense messaging for kids. But yeah, that one is also very weird. It's fucked up. Yeah, um, you should be able to lie if you want to. <laughs> how i feel about it and children lie all the time (laughs) (laughs) and it's very funny because that's a great point because they're bad at it and so that's hilarious um (laughs) (laughs) all right well does that conclude our show i don't know that's our show you can send us um wiki pages sleep talking stories whatever else to baby geniuses podcast at gmail dot com someone oh one listener sent me a picture of their horse um <gasps> oh yeah oh, yeah they were like i've been binging your podcast starting at the beginning and i just got to the episode where lisa got a horse as a person who recently bought a horse i'm so familiar with that excitement and i interrupted my partner's ironing to tell them this incredible and outdated news <laughs> uh i wanted to send a four years belated congratulations and attaches a picture of my sweet girl holly a very opinionated pasofino can i just say this horse is so beautiful like this she, horse is really beautiful. She is such a gorgeous little mare. She's like a black and white Tobiano like paint Pasofino with like a white nose, and she's just so pretty. So congrats on that. Love an opinionated congrats. mare. Um, yeah. So yeah, write in babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. We love getting mail, even if we don't respond. We read it and love it. We do. We do. Um, thank you. 
uh, to our producer, Rob Para. Thank you, Rob. Uh, who didn't get grossed out enough to stop eating. We failed. <laughs> we'll, we'll try again harder next time. I kind of, I raised that, that challenge and then I forgot about it. Um. <laughs> You've seen me grossed out though. I mean, it happens. It happens. It's just uh, usually more like blood than poop or like. Oh, we should go for more blood next time? Absolutely, yeah. If you're really trying okay. to make me turn white, yeah. Good okay. to know for our very spooky episode, blood filled. Um, just talk about like donating blood and that'll do it for me. <gasps> Oh boy. Ugh, charity. Um, Everyone's turning it off now. <laughs> uh, thanks to Nate Heller for our music. Yay. 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 And goodbye. Bye. Yay. Yay. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported